You're listening to the Bring the Light podcast, episode number 40. Hey, this is Liz Watt. Do you know you have a light within you just waiting to be shared with this world? Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. But as we become more aware of this light, this light can become our ultimate guidance emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So I want to ask you, do you want to take a journey with me? Do you want to take a journey together and bring our light to this world? If so, let's shine for all to see. So I cannot believe it, but this is um, our last class. And I feel like during this class, I have been spiritually fed. I, with my calling at church right now, compassionate service and also board mission, um, I feel sometimes like you don't have those moments where you have to study all the time and you have to come up with a lesson and you have to learn more. And doing this class, I felt that I've had to renew my experience of listening to the spirit and just really paying attention to what the spirit is asking me to do. And I think during these last four weeks, my testimony has even grown stronger. Just asking Heavenly Father what He wants me to teach you. And many times we're going to be faced with what we should do. And sometimes there's nothing, but other times there's promptings He wants to give us. Melissa, I see that you're in your closet. Yeah, I said I am because my bedroom is cold and there's a little space heater in my closet. So, <laughs> so you're going to join us I'm in, in the my closet. closet. And, <laughs> and in the past, the past few classes, I've been just down at my desk and I homeschool. So my kids are around and I just haven't felt as free to just comment or. And so I decided if I came to my own space, then. I would feel more free to participate better. So, Well, I'm glad that you're here with us. Um, Sasha, Sasha's usually a regular, but she isn't able to make it today, but she's going to listen to the recording. But um, one thing she sent me today is thank you for inviting me to the class because I've learned so much. And, you know, I don't know if I even said a lot of things that are new it's just when we put our focus on something that's good, we're going to be blessed in the process. The last week's assignment, I asked you guys to write a blessing. Does anybody want to share some of their experiences with that? I did it. You did it? Good. When you asked, how did he answer you? Was it things like in your head? Was it things that um, just promptings? Did you... Just have experiences that you wanted to add to it. So I remember the first time that I did this. I just had, I had experiences that came to me that made me realize that Heavenly Father was aware of me. And as I started to write this down, 
I started to realize the importance that I am in his plan and that he is watching over me all the time. And sometimes we get that out of our head that we're doing this by ourselves. But as I started to write down the blessing, I started to see that I started to have promptings and just phrases and words that I needed to put down to remind myself that he is always there. One thing I teach is, I do this a lot with my patriarchal blessing, is this blessing or whatever blessing you want to use is I actually record it into a uh, into my phone and then I listen to it often. I was talking to our stake patriarch one time because one of my kids were getting a blessing and I said, um, what I do with my blessing, you probably have never heard before, but I, I take this, I take my blessing and I record it onto my phone and then I listen to it almost daily. What that does is it teaches us more about the blessing and also it also the blessing is continually going through your head as you experience life. When different things come up, it's like that's what the blessing is talking about. Now, there's people that might not have patriarchal blessings, but this is the blessing that you wrote to yourself. And you can also do the same thing and listen to it. And you can remind yourself of the beautiful things that Heavenly Father told you during that time that you were able to just be together and write a blessing. This is the second part of the scripture that we, we went with for these classes. And today, it's going to be walk in the meekness of my spirit. What does it mean when we're talking about, um, when we're talking about listening, what does it mean to walk in the meekness of his spirit? This is the hardest part that we get caught up on. We have a hard time continuing to act upon what he asks us to do and um hey Liz this yes, is Talia uh-huh. we've got a minute to say something okay sorry to interrupt but yes. I wanted to say I love the word meek meekness because as I was studying and learning about that and wanting to be more like Christ I learned that that word means teachable and so I thought wow as I'm learning to be meek I'm learning to be teachable and humble and that to me was just a really beautiful um, word. Because sometimes when I thought of meekness, I thought of weakness, right? No, I mean, it just because it it rhymes. Not that I thought of that, but then I thought, no, it's it's like the other side of that. It means you're being open, you're humble, you're you're, um, willing, and you're teachable. So I thought that was really beautiful. And then one more thing, since I just have a moment, is I actually didn't get to hear about the blessing. And I thought, I asked if you could just elaborate a little bit more, because you were saying you know, write your blessing or write your thoughts. And I thought, well, was that writing down a blessing or was that writing down thoughts from Heavenly Father? I wasn't sure what that was, so. Okay, so what we did last week, we'll just quickly say because um, it's on the last week's lesson, 
But you take a moment and you pray and you start to ponder and you ask Heavenly Father to give you a blessing of what he wants for you, for your life, for how you can bless this world. Um, just your own personal blessing. When Emma Smith was, when, with Emma Smith and with Joseph Smith, when Joseph was leaving out one time, she said, can you give me a blessing? And he said, why don't you write out a write a blessing? And when I get back, he was basically going to write off on it so that it would be, she would be able to get all of those things that were in the blessing. And that's what I wanted you to do this week is to write out your own blessing. So when we do that, this is a new concept for me and super cool. So when we do that, we're literally praying and asking and kind of like, I like to pray and then just write my thoughts down from Heavenly Father, kind of like that. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Yes. And then you put it in a blessing form. And what I've talked about, what I just talked about is that I then like to take that blessing, record it onto my phone and then listen to it. Because so often we forget these things that he is blessing us with or wants us to do or how we can strengthen our own um, testimonies. And through this process, we really start to become in tuned with the spirit of what it, the spirit is teaching us. That's beautiful. And how often do you do this? It's a blessing that we... I do. I do. Well, I, I have some sort of a way that I do this almost daily a daily basis if it's not this blessing then it's my patriarchal blessing hmm. that i am listening to continually wow thank you for sharing that i want to talk a few, about a few moments where you acted upon the spirit what are moments that you acted upon the spirit that blessed you or your family does anybody have any and it doesn't have to be this week it just has to be moments that you want to share about when you acted upon the spirit liz yes like, uh -huh. can you hear me yes um, uh-huh just i have to apologize ahead of time they're possibly putting my father on hospice father-in-law on hospice so i may have to leave abruptly if the nurse calls so i apologize oh i'm sorry debbie that okay. is such a hard moment but I'll also a very special moment that you're going to be able to spend with him at this yeah. time as he's passing Yes, and, and it, he's lived a good life. He's 92, so not many people get to say that. But um, what I wanted to share was um, what I had done, and I, I guess I interpreted it a little differently, but um, I, I did pray for something that's been ongoing in my life, and that night that I prayed for some clarity. I've had several people give me advice on this, and... Have brought it to the Lord and I felt like their advice was good but um, it was a very hard hard thing and it's gonna be ongoing so it was very hard for me to accept until the very next morning um, as I get out of bed and do my thing I sit back in and usually read my scriptures but I was prompted to pick up a book that I've um, was given several months ago and procrastinated reading and I was prompted to pick it up and read where I left off and I'll be darned if the page that it was on 
was not a confirmation to me of everything people had said. So um, I, I am on my journey. It's not going to be easy. But I know I've confirmed that with me and what I need to do is what you said now and just um, record it in a form of a blessing so that I can read it often when um, I need that strength. So anyway. Well, Debbie, we will all be praying for you and hopefully you can fill all of our prayers and You'll be able to feel the love of Heavenly Father through this. Thank you. And, and it's, also a, it's not associated at all with my father-in-law. It's a separate issue. But um, anyway, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm going to kind of tell some of the moments that um, I acted upon the Spirit. And, I, and as I'm saying some of these, I want you to, if you have moments that you think of, you can join in and talk about it. So the first one is um, the one on the left. <laughs> and I have had um, so many moments of learning. I have a computer there because there's so many things that I did not know. But there were so many things Heavenly Father wanted me to do. And and if I, I just want to, I'll just pick out one, one moment is that this was probably about six years ago. I decided that I wanted to move my business along a little bit more. I wanted to do a website and then I also wanted to learn how to do small videos and do some podcasting and stuff like that. And I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And I started to watch all of these YouTube channels. I started to, um, I send messages to people that I knew that maybe might know how to do some of this stuff. And I was just was not getting nowhere, but I continued and continued and continued. And these little small things like that was just hooking me up, but I just kept on continuing and continuing. And finally I got to the point where I knew how to do videos and I knew how to edit them. I knew how to upload them. I knew how to do um, all the equipment with the podcasting and how to get all of that stuff going. And anyways, all of a sudden, as we know, when COVID hit and I was the primary president, the spirit earlier in the week, when we knew that church was going to be, um, we were not going to be going to church, the spirit just said, you can do a video. You know how to do a video. And you can do that for the kids. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. But then as I started to think about it, how many weeks am I going to have to do this video? And I don't know if that's something that I want to continue because it could be, you know, it could be three or four weeks that I have to do this video. And, but I knew that I had the skills to do it then because I had already had been prompted the year before how to do it. 
And so, anyways, Sunday morning hits. All of a sudden, 6 o'clock in the morning, I am woken abruptly by the Spirit, and it just said, get in and do the video. And so, I got out of bed, came into my other room, and by 10 o'clock, I had that video uploaded and onto Facebook. And anyways, as we know, that took me on a huge journey to be able to bless so many people's lives. I didn't even know the impact of that, but doing those videos by, if I would not have listened to the promptings of the Spirit, I don't think I could have blessed those kids as much, blessed the ward as much, and also other people that tuned in to listen to those videos. And at the end, I became quite the expert at making videos. <laughs> I actually, um, Talia could probably, I know she's busy and stuff, I just kind of helped her with a video and she's like, how do you know how to do this? I'm like, I did 48 <laughs> primary videos. This is nothing. I've done this before. But because of those skills now, I can do a lot more and help and bless so many more people. Oh, I'm just here to vouch and say, Liz, it, it was amazing. The video she did for me, and she's like, had it done in no time, which was super weird. She just did it, and it was so professional. I put it up on my website, and what a gift. And I'm so grateful for you sharing that because... Heavenly Father puts things in our place right at the time that we need them or a little before and we don't realize how everything is step by step. Um, I guess I'll share really quick because um, you've got me thinking now. This morning my brain woke up on fire. Just I'm, I'm going to be telling this story and a song came to mind that I wanted to play at the beginning of, of this. And I thought, gosh, this song is awesome. And it talks about, it was a song, Roar. Um, I am the champion. Um, you're going to see me roar. And then I went back to a few years ago, because this like had so much passion and memory. I went back to a couple of years ago, probably eight, when I had felt in, prompted to put together a youth children's, um, a teen camp, and I was supposed to name it ROAR. And what was really interesting is all the words that were coming back for the acronym ROAR were things that I was like, oh my gosh, I could talk about this in my story if I wanted, and what a powerful song to go with being a champion. and and getting your goals and hearing people hear your voice. And the, the ROAR acronym has stood for recognize. At first it was for teens, it was recognize Satan's lies. But today I upgraded it to recognize your true identity because recognize our truth. And then the O was overcome challenges and overcome fears, either one was the O. And the A was achieve your, dream, achieve your goals. And the R stood for your result, which means reach for the stars for the kids. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, who would have thought that eight years ago I would have put together a camp, that I'd be sitting in my room, that that music would come to mind and then help me in a story that I want to tell and songs to go with it because it had that powerful memory and that powerful vibration of helping the kids. And we all stood up and performed to roar and helping them have a voice. And it was so beautiful. And so I just want to say that for me was you never know when he puts things in our life. And I just did the camp not knowing what impact it would make, but it might come back and help me for the speeches that I'm preparing now. And I thought, wow, how cool is that? So anyway, thank you so much.
Thanks, Talia, for sharing that. Um, on the upper right, you'll see a soup. Well, I, as I, we've talked about a few times, I'm not going to go into a lot. I was really sick, and at that moment is when the Spirit was able to teach me how to restore my body, and I had miracles that happened to me because the Spirit told me exactly what I needed to do. And some things were not instant, I will tell you that, because a lot of times we're in the mindset that has to be instant, and it took over time. And I'm still struggling with, with some things, but I keep on telling myself that's because I need to learn more, and that's okay. I still need to learn more. But during that moment is probably one of the most beautiful experiences of my life, of being able to have an intimate um, relationship with the Spirit on, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis of what I needed to do. And the bottom one is the Be Healthy Utah. This came about because of a dream and that we, I was supposed to put on this conference. And the next day, my heart kept on racing because I knew that I needed to put on this conference. And I was holding back because I didn't know if I really wanted to do a conference like that. And so I, I didn't want to talk to Shane about it, but that night we were in our back swing, just swinging in our, you know, outside looking at the mountains. And I said, okay, hon, I need to tell you something. Like we have to put on a conference. We have to put on a natural health conference. And he was like, Liz, we can't do a conference. And I was like, yes, we can. We had just had spoken at a conference and it was kind of disorganized. And so it just drove Shane crazy. But one of my sons had gone and talked to this guy in our ward. He was a business guy. And he said, he goes, he, he told me, he said, Jace, I just want you to know all you do is you find a business that you love and that you want to do, you study them, and then you do it 10% better. And so I told Shane, I said, all we have to do is just do it from what we know, and we just have to do it 10% better. Like, that's all we have to do. And I never even realized how hard it was going to be to put on that conference. But those, those that came to our last conference... Wasn't it amazing? Our last conference was amazing. A huge amount of people there. Yes. And from other yes, states. Yes, from other states, <laughs> from everywhere. And 2,200 people came. This year we're expecting to have at least 3,500 people come. I have been able to be connected with some of the top people in the country with natural health. Liz? And yes, uh-huh. I missed that last year because I was I had a vacation. So can you give us the dates of it this year so we can plan around it? <laughs> April 21st and 22nd. Okay. So plan Your on first coming. This one was fabulous. I went to the first one, but I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that one only had 400 people. This one had 2,200 people. So, oh, it was just 
just to see it grow and how it blesses so many people's life, lives. I was telling somebody, I said, that day I felt like I was a rock star <laughs> because everybody knew, like, um, they were so happy to be there to be able to learn about natural options and just to be able to just experience being around people who had kind of the same ideas. And so if I would not have followed that prompting, I would not have been able to be in that position of being able to bless so many people's lives now. And so this conference, I'm actually going to be speaking. So what I'm going to be speaking on is finding your inner compass through your health journey, because this is what I love to do. I love to teach people how to listen to the spirit. And when I'm at a health conference, I can't really be spiritual, spiritual like we can be here, but I can teach people how to listen to their inner compass as they go along their health journey. So put that you guys on that on your calendar. And I know Tally is going to be speaking. I don't know quite what she's going to be speaking on, but she has a really good message to share too. So you'll have to put that on your calendars for both of us to come and see us. As I was talking, did anybody else have moments in their lives that they wanted to talk about listening to the spirit? I just made a journal for my six daughters. We had a weekend together and I wrote um, times when I've heard the voice of the Lord. So it was 22 pages long. So I'm just thinking which one. So there was one um, that happened about 20 years ago. So our whole family had gathered for, um, I think it was Labor Day. So we'd had, we'd been swimming in our pool and we'd had dinner. Um, I was exhausted, but uh, we just had dessert and, and the whole family just spread out throughout the yard. Some went out on the driveway to play four square and, you know, just all kinds of activities. And we had three little boys born the same year. So I took them out to the berry patch, the blackberry patch. And as I, <clears throat> as I ran, ran into the house, <clears throat> to get some little buckets for them to put it in. The spirit said, look at the water. And I looked at the pool and it was covered and I just kind of ignored it. And I came back out and it said, look at the water again. So I walked over to a, a pond that I had, has my, had my husband drain because we were gonna have all these little kids, but someone had come to work on our waterfall and they had moved all the water lilies up into this little, um, pond that was you know like four by six or something and put water in it and I didn't know that but I walked over and I could see a red ball in the bottom of, of the corner of this where before it was stirring water and the spirit said that's Landon that's his head because he's a redhead and I pulled him out of the water I must have screamed when I was doing that but I pulled him out just as he stopped kicking and I stood him up um, and he opened his eyes and by then the parents were there to scoop him up and I I just I stood back by the fence post thinking what just happened 
um, tried to think of the order of, of everything that went on, and I thought um, that didn't seem like the Holy Ghost, that seemed like an angel. Um, why was this prompting given to me? What would have happened if I had heard? What would have happened if I had not obeyed? Am I glad that I obeyed? And how did I learn to hear the voice of the Spirit? And um, so that led me to write a book for the grandchildren. And um, because before that time, another another thing that happened was that I just I started feeling like the I was supposed to be doing something else besides what I was doing. And so I cleared my schedule. I stopped going to some activities. Um, some of them caved because I wasn't there anymore. But for three weeks, I just fasted and prayed to know what what is it I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I just felt like there was a blanket three feet thick wrapped around me for that length of time while I was waiting to know what I was supposed to do. And that Sunday night, a lady in our ward, who was a poet, called me and she said, I'm supposed to give this the words to this poem to you, and I don't know why, but here it is, and maybe the Lord will leave me alone. So um, I, I just hung up the phone and uh, put the kids to bed, and then I went to the piano and I wrote my first song. And I had never written a song before, but um, it was like two days later that the bishop called me and said, I want to call you to write the music for the road show. And I said, I don't know how to write music. And he said, well, Nancy Manlove says you can. <laughs> so we wrote the road show and it went to all church. And within three weeks, I was called to speak all over the valley of how to write the music for a road show. And since then, I've written like three, 400 songs and most of them have been performed. And um, it was just sharing my testimony. Every song was my testimony about a a piece of scripture or whatever and it was for my grandchildren so that was that changed my whole life was to listen to that prompting and i have to say that our board has been blessed because of brenda because when i was the primary president i made sure every year when we did the primary program that we sung one of her songs and that her words were able to bless our ward in so many different ways. So, and I have a copy of all of your songs and I just appreciate that, that you've shared that with me because such a gift that you have to be able to do that and to look back to see if you wouldn't have started on that prompting, then look at how many lives you wouldn't have been able to bless now. So the next question I want to ask is what is causing you to not act? What is it that's keeping you back from acting upon what you need to do? And I just want you to take a moment to just kind of think about that. I think for me, Liz, it's fear. It's um, sometimes I hear that imposter syndrome or rejection, like, even though I have these big dreams and goals and I feel like they're completely inspired by Heavenly Father, 
I, I get in my head like, you're just a mom and you're, this is your role and this is what, you know. And so I let those thoughts of fear and inadequacy come to mind. Oh, and then just now that quote came to mind and I don't know what it is, but it's the, um, I know it's on Remember the Titans, but our fear is not, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. And, and, you know, and I kind of look at that also is when I was trying to put on the conference, I knew that it could turn into something really big and I didn't know if I wanted to do that, but you did it. You did it. And so much success of just doing what we say we're going to do. But more than that, doing what God's asking us to do, because with the music and with the conferences and with the speaking and with these things, because we don't know what's going to happen. We're just doing what we're feeling called to do. And look what, look what you were able to do. If we let our fear get in the way, we, would, we wouldn't want to step forward and do it. Yep, fear is a big one. Does anybody else have any other reasons of why they could be held back? I think um, for me, a lot of times it's like I'm, I'm praying about something specific or like what I'm supposed to do about something. And I think sometimes we just don't, it doesn't feel clear. Um, and I really loved, I think I mentioned this in like the first, um, the first class that you did. Um, but the talk by Elder Bednar, where he says, quit worrying about it, whether it's the spirit or you, if you feel like you should do something, then do it. And, um, and then shared the story about giving Elder Packer, a, you know, 20 marks. The money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, I didn't know why I did that. And it was like 20 years later that he found out the rest of the story and how that those 20 marks blessed the Packers. And, um, and it was just that reminder that, you know, sometimes you may do something that won't, you know, that you may never know what effect that has. Um, but someone will, um, and I remember, I might've shared this too, but I remember a poem that my mom had us memorize that was given to me by one of my young woman leaders, um, called, you never know. And it just talks about that. You never know when someone may catch a dream from you. You never know when a little word or something you may do may open up the windows of a mind that seeks the light. The way you live may not matter at all, but you never know it might. And so anyway, it continues, there's another stanza, but it, um, I think sometimes it's just, it's not, it may be fear. It may, al- may also be uncertainty, but if we just keep moving forward and doing what we can and we keep that in our hearts as a, you know, the prayer in our hearts that this is what we need and this is what we want. And then I think that at a later time, even if we aren't recognizing that we're acting in the moment, hopefully at one, at some point we'll be able to look back and see that we were walking 
um, in the meekness of his spirit. Okay, so um, Debbie, since you're able to still be with us, do you want to read that quote by President Gordon B. Hinckley? Yeah. And so it is with matters of the spirit and soul, as each man or woman walks the way of life, there come dark seasons of doubt, of discouragement, of disillusionment. In such circumstances, a few see ahead by the light of faith, but many stumble along the darkness and even become lost. My call to you this morning is a call to faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence not seen. One of the biggest things that we need to remember following the Spirit is that we just have to have faith. We have to have that faith knowing that we don't know what's going to be coming, but we just have to act upon it. These are some things that I have come up with, the reasons why we don't act. Sometimes we don't know if it's the Spirit. We feel that we aren't capable of doing what is asked. Sometimes someone else will do it better. How often do we think that? We don't have time. Um, we have other commitments that we... I know that we fill our lives up with so much that sometimes it's hard to hear and act upon that because we don't have the time. We don't act quickly enough so we forget. How many promptings have you had that you've been prompted to do and haven't done and so then you forgot and later you realize that you didn't do it. The next one is don't have a clear plan of why, we, why we're here, what we are to do, and how we are to bless others. So um, Liz, one of I, the, yes. <laughs> maybe this falls under one of those categories, but I think it's kind of what you felt too in not wanting to do the conference. And what I'm feeling right now is what I have to do is there are ramifications, whether they're good or bad, that are going to come as a result of my actions. You know, I, that is my fear is I know what I have to do, but I, I anticipate what the ramifications are and I don't like that. <laughs> so that's what holds me back. <laughs> well, cause you know, when you are prompted to do something, it's going to not always be in best interest for everybody that's at play. But the, prom the promptings are coming to you, what you need to do. But the, one of the big things that we have to remember is that maybe you being on this path of doing what the Spirit says will, in the long run, bless those other people's lives that you didn't even realize that it could. And so we have to get out of the way we have to get out of our own way and just do what the Spirit is telling us, even when the, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. Trust the Lord because He knows the plan way more than we do. And it's hard 
first of all, it's hard to follow the Spirit, but also it's hard when it affects other people's lives. And it's not always the plan that we thought for them. One of the biggest quotes that I say is, Great revelation brings great responsibility. You have this revelation that's been given to you. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to act upon it? Or are you going to just keep it bottled up inside and not do what he asks you to do? I feel that the more that he gives you these revelations, then this is your opportunity to show him how faithful you are to him, how much he can give you, how much are you going to be able to bless other people with that revelation? When I'm working with some of my clients, they, they say, as they go through the process of listening to the Spirit, all of a sudden they feel overwhelmed by the promptings that have been given to them. And that is a way also to push back the Spirit from continuing to speak to us. So what do we do with our next, if we know that, you know, revelation brings great responsibility, that great responsibility is acting upon what is given to us. What do we do when we feel like the Spirit is asking us to do too much? Rely upon Him to make it work. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Ultimately, that is what is true, is to realize that this is the plan and that he will figure out a way for it to happen. One of the big things that I want you to remember is that he, the biggest thing that Heavenly Father has blessed you with is the gift of agency. No matter what happens, he cannot take the gift of agency away from you. And so as the revelation starts to come in, you get to decide what you're going to do with it. You get to decide if you want to implement that right now or if you're going to hold off for a little bit. Because if we start feeling that, oh, he's given this to me right now and so I have to do it, all of a sudden it's like we have lined up in a row. We I have to do this and this and this and this and this. And that is the biggest way that the Spirit can, that you will stop listening to the Spirit because you push the Spirit away with those thoughts. So the, ways that, the way that I have come to look at it is I look to see what is it that is the most important thing for me to do right now. And then what is the next step? I have in a journal that I write down all of the revelation that Heavenly Father has given to me of what different things that He wants me to do. And I look at that often, but not everything in that journal have I implemented yet. One thing is, is that I know later on I'm going to be speaking to like a big crowd of people. I know that. But I know that I'm not quite ready for that, (laughs) to be able to do that. And so what are the steps I need to do ahead of time to be able to get there, right? And sometimes when when we get this revelation, 
it's so big in our head of what we need to do. What we actually need to do is break it down into bite-sized pieces to get to what he needs us to do. For instance, like Brenda, you already talked about your your 400 songs, and I know that you submitted some into when they were doing the new the hymn book, right? Didn't you submit some for the new hymn book? And that all started out with just doing that very first song. So where do we go from here? Brenda, do you want to read that from the screen? Where do we go from here? Learn of Christ and his teachings. Look for evidence all around. He is teaching you. Listen to his words and how he speaks to you. Act upon his promptings and courage to do what he asks. We need to learn. We need to look. We need to listen. And we need to act. This is the pattern of how we learn to listen to him. How we listen to the Spirit. And the more we learn, the more we will find him as we are looking. And as we are looking, the better we can hear his words come to us. And the more we act, the more he will give us. How he speaks to you is a big deal. That is so true because often, like we've talked about, you can hear words, you can hear phrases, you can feel promptings, you can have other people talk to you. Debbie, you talked about that today, that other people came and validated kind of what you were thinking, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. and, I, and I still didn't listen it to them. I had to have the book hit me over the head. <laughs> <laughs> somehow he'll get it to us right <laughs> okay so debbie you want to read that quote from russell m nelson there has never been more imperative to know to know how the spirit speaks to you than right now i renew my plea for you to do whatever it takes to increase your spiritual capacity to receive personal revelation. Our prophet right now is pleading with us to increase our personal revelation. When sometimes when we think about what is to come, it can be overwhelming. But as he's also told us that right now we need the constant, um, what is it? We need the constant, um, Basically, the Spirit needs to be with us. What is, you know, Companionship. Do you Companionship. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> See, we need each other on this path. <laughs> we need the constant companionship of the Spirit with us always. He needs us, like he says right, right here, I renew my plea for you to do whatever it takes to increase your spiritual capacity to receive personal revel revelation. Why do you think at this moment he needs us to increase our capacity to receive personal revelation? Thank you, Debbie. Okay, what were you gonna say, Brenda? I think we're going to move into a time when we don't have the ability to get information from the leaders of the church. 
uh, or as individuals, we are put in a position where we just have to rely upon what we know and have done and our own testimony. Um, I think there's going to be such a flood of things that are not true that it will overwhelm us and we have to stay on the path by our own preparation. I had an interesting conversation with my one of my daughter-in-laws the other day and I was just saying I I worry so much about my grandkids and fear for them and wonder if I should homeschool them or if you know because there's so much worldly stuff being taught and you wonder what's going on you I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I fear for their future anyway she said I don't and I said how how come and she says because the Lord has promised us that he's going to save the best for the last days that these are his most valiant servants and I trust that they will be able to discern and make good choices and I thought that is such a good perspective because I I do believe the Lord doesn't give us more than we can handle and he gives us the tools to handle that and um, I just I think just because I see more or feel more or hear more at our age because our eyes are more open that hopefully those things I've learned will become or already inherently in them these young people growing up and I'm in young women's right now and I am just constantly overly impressed with their their spirit and their willingness to overcome the things that they obstacles that get in their way every single day at school walking down the halls at schools you probably it reinforces the importance of having that personal revelation of having the gift of the the gift of the discernment comes through the through personal revelation and listening to the spirit of what you need to do and that's how i feel that that gift of discernment is increased by the more that you listen to the spirit and act upon the revelation that's given to you I think that is just continuing to go down that path, continuing to, to figure out what the Spirit is trying to tell us and what is our next step that he needs us to do. Yes, I was just yes, going to say, just the one thing that came to my mind, and I can't even give you an example, is connections. How what we were talking about earlier, you know, you learn something to help you with your wellness conferences. And the other sister was saying that she had learned something previously to prepare her. I think we just need to be so aware of those connections that um, one thing leads to another. And I, I, I wrote in capital letters here um, when you said that what is the most important thing to do right now? And I put, what is the next step? I put next step in capital letters because he's always preparing us for something. It's all gonna be connected some way. So I invite you to continue to learn, to continue to listen, continue to act, trust, believe, and receive.
This is a process that will continue throughout the rest of our lives. And the more we do, the more we will be able to receive. And the more that we act upon that, then the more that we can bless other people. There's a, um, a conference that a retreat is just going to be an online retreat that I'm a part of. So I just want to tell you, you guys about it quickly, but it's, um, your powerful voice and stepping into your powerful voice. So many times we're held back from what we do because we feel that our voice isn't strong enough. We feel that what we have to say isn't important enough. The other day I was at um, this writing conference and all of a sudden I get an email from the high school. They said that a, a, a boy that's in Gage's grade, he's a junior, just committed suicide. And my heart just broke because I feel that these children are feeling like that they don't have a voice and how important it is that we we share our voice that we the Heavenly Father has given us things to be able to bless so many people but we hold back because we don't feel that we are powerful enough to be able to do that to make those changes and so what we decided to do is we're doing with the virtual retreat is that all of the proceeds are going to um, a, a fundraiser for teen suicide. The moms that are, there's moms that are involved in it, their children have committed suicide. And we want to be able to have a voice that these children, that those that feel like that they don't have a voice, we want to help them, empower them to have a voice. And so, I'm not making anything on this. Whoever's involved are not making anything on this because it's just going to be a donation. But if you could just spread the word to so many people about this virtual conference is coming up on February 9th and it's just going to be an online from 9 to 3. It's $29 to come, but everything is going to be given to the um to to these to teen suicide and to be able to help empower them to have their voice. You can find the tickets on my website at Lizwatt Coaching. I'll have a link that goes there or else you can scan the barcode if anybody is on is online and watching that. But it's going to be a good cause um, because I feel that we just are suppressing this voice that Heavenly Father has given us so much. If you know anybody who wants to come to that, please come. Please have them come. So keep in contact with me. Um, this is my website. Um, on there I have a lot of different online courses. What was that? What is it again? LizWattCoaching.com. Yeah. .com. On my website I have different online courses you can do ones that kind of relate to this is fortify your foundation basics of meditation that's basics of meditation is how i started to really dive into listening to the spirit and then the next one is beyond meditation and that's where i do a whole course on taking you to 
step-by-step on just increasing your ability to hear the Spirit more. And we did a lot in this class. There's more in there. But what I really want to do, and the Spirit has been prompting me to do this, is that I actually want to get to where a whole bunch of us women can get together and come to a place and if we're going to be talking about preparedness, if we're going to be talking about listening to the Spirit, gospel principles that we can unite together and just create an army for the Lord. So I know that um, he's calling for the battalion for the youth. Well, he's also calling upon us because there's so much that we can do. And so I don't know when that's going to come, but I've been feeling that prompting that we need to create that circle of women to increase ourselves and our spiritual capacity to listen more. You can also listen to my podcast, Bring the Light, and there I just share with people how to bring more light. So you can, it's just called Bring the Light. You can find it on on um, iTunes and Apple and then my book will be coming out soon called Becoming Me so hopefully that will be out soon I don't know I met with some people this weekend and there was an agent that pitches books to the top five publishers and he wants my book so I don't know what that means exactly so I'm so proud of you (laughs) but if that happens it's going to be a lot longer than I anticipated so um, I don't know what that looks like like I said but I just know that I have a message to share with people and, and it's to bless other people's lives through the, pro- the process of learning how to love and forgive and just realize that Heavenly Father is there blessing you all the way. I just want to tell you guys thank you for coming to the class. It has been such a highlight in my life to be able to have every Monday start the week off of being able to think about good things that help us to draw closer to Heavenly Father. So thank you for coming. Thank you very much, Liz. I'm really proud of you. Thank you, Liz. Appreciate you so much. Do you want to take your search for light to a higher and more meaningful way? Visit me at yourjourneyofhealing.com where you can find more info on courses, retreats, and virtual mentoring. If you'd like to book me to speak at your upcoming conference, retreat, or get-together, send me a message. You can follow me at Facebook under Liz Watt or Instagram under Liz Hills. Let's share this podcast so we can make this world a brighter place. I'll see you on the next episode because you are important. You are needed and you, my friend, are loved.